Hi, everyone. Dr. B here. Again, thank you for joining me on today's episode of Ask the Dentist. Today, we're going to talk about the Epstein-Barr virus, otherwise known as the, well, mononucleosis was the older term. It's the cause of the kissing disease, and it's transferred via saliva transmission. So kissing, of course, but it can come from a toothbrush, sharing a toothbrush or other instrument. But the question's a little bit more specific than that, and it really illustrates this oral systemic connection, which you'll hear me talk about often. Again, as a functional dentist, we really look for root causes, and as you've heard me say time and time again, the connection between systemic problems, inflammation, disease, you know, sickness is intimately connected with the mouth and oral disease as well. And a lot of the time it's a chicken or egg thing, you know, which causes what. And and so I'll discuss that a little bit today. But anyway, I'm going to get right to the question. Thank you, Mallory, for asking this question. It's a very interesting insight that you have, and there's a lot to it. Here she is. My question is about bleeding gums and the Epstein-Barr virus because I had mono two years ago and then my Epstein-Barr virus reactivated. And even though I'm flossing, switching with coconut oil, brushing my teeth every day, two times a day, I'm still having really bad bleeding gums. Is there a connection between the two because something doesn't quite add up? Mallory, that is a great question. I'm glad you're intuitive enough to make the connection and to ask the question. There's a direct connection, and then there's a kind of an indirect connection. I'm going to talk about both and then give you some tips on what to do. But let me first talk about the Epstein-Barr virus. I'm going to refer to it as EBV from now on. It's in the herpes family of viruses, oral herpes, and it causes infectious mononucleosis. It's called the kissing disease. We hear about it a lot in high school as parents or if you, you know, if you were a kid, and that's typically when you had it. You're typically run down not eating well, staying up late at night. Uh, There's some hormonal things going on in terms of your development. And so these are all reasons that this virus, which you've probably had for a while, comes out in the open and causes its signs and symptoms. It produces its signs and symptoms in you. So the other important thing to realize is that it also causes oral hairy leukoplakia. That's a very common dental manifestation of typically being run down, immune suppression. In other words, your immune system is compromised, poor nutrition and lack of sleep and stress. And that's the reason I bring that up is because it's easily seen and diagnosed by a dentist, even by a layperson, just by looking at it. You could Google oral hairy leukoplakia, see the pictures, and then compare it to what you're seeing on your tongue. It's kind of a furry white layer. But see your dentist, of course. I mean, don't do this on your own. The EBV is also seen with or associated with epithelial, what we call malignancies in the mouth. So there are a lot of other oral mucosa lining of the mouth issues that we see with this infection, this EBV, the Epstein-Barr virus. So see your dentist because especially if you don't know you have EBV or mononucleosis, this could be an early diagnosis for you, and then you could really start taking care of yourself, supplements, food, sleep, and reducing stress. And that certainly would lessen the expression of this virus. So here's the thing. Well, saliva is the main vehicle for transmission. I think we all know that. And it's not necessarily a kissing disease. Obviously, if you're kissing, you can exchange saliva. But it can also be caught like in the household from sharing a toothbrush 
again, saliva is prolific. So be careful. And that's also why you're sent home and, you know, sent to your room, especially if you have siblings and told not to come out. Unfortunately, I hope that hasn't happened to you. But here's the connection. So recent studies have also implicated this virus, EBV, in the cause of, what we call that pathogenesis, the causing of disease, of advanced periodontal disease. And this is why you're seeing it again. There are several other reasons why it may be coming back, but there is a connection. That virus is found in diseased gum tissue from gum disease, a periodontal disease. So the DNA of this virus is detected in in this disease tissue, bleeding gums, receding gums, deep pockets, 60 to 80% of the time. And then even the lesser version or the beginning of gum disease, which is gingivitis, remember 70%, maybe even more, 80% of us have gingivitis. That's just bleeding gums when you floss and brush. 15 to 20% of the time, you'll see the EBV DNA found in normal areas of the mouth that are just being affected, just beginning to show signs of inflammation, early signs of gum disease, gingivitis. So this sounds scary, doesn't it? I mean, again, this is a perfect example of the connection between the mouth and the body. There are a lot of things that trigger things in the mouth that come from the systemic part of the body, and then vice versa. There are things in the mouth that can trigger systemic diseases. And we don't fully understand all of this. We've got a lot of ideas. We've got mechanisms of how this happens. You know, why does a bacterium that's found in the mouth end up in the brain? We've got lots of plenty of ideas and studies. And this is a very interesting topic. And this is why this functional approach in dentistry, i.e. not practicing in a vacuum, like it's just a mouth in a person, that's the wrong thing to do. And that's why it's important to look for things. If you're suspecting mononucleosis, look for hairy tongue, you know, leukoplakias, that kind of thing. So what else can I say about the EBV? This virus is also found in periapical lesions. What is that? Those are infections at the tip of the roots. It's amazing. I mean, that's in a different part of the body. That's not the inside of the mouth. That's past the inside of the mouth, past the tissue, into the jawbone at the tip of a root. So it's pretty prevalent and it can cause a lot of damage, more so than just gum disease. So here's the thing, periodontal therapy, that's when you go to your dentist and have more cleanings done, deep cleanings, that's the term, it's called scale and root planing or gum surgery. This can suppress the EBV load, the viral load in the deep pockets of your gums, which is the manifestation of gum disease, as well as in your saliva. So again, seeing a dentist and getting aggressive, regular care to prevent the gum disease will reduce the load of this virus and will help you have fewer signs and symptoms of infectious mononucleosis. That's important to realize. So that's the direct connection. That's what you should do about it. I would see a periodontist at this point. That's someone who specializes in gum disease and its treatment. But here's the other thing I want you to realize. There's another connection, and that is inflammation, kind of the overall inflammation in your body due to stress, due to poor diet, due to lack of sleep, or kind of burning the candle at both ends kind of thing. And that in itself raises the level of inflammation throughout your body. And in doing so, it worsens the whole process. In other words, it's harder to get 
good results when you're getting your gums treated with periodontal therapy. It also increases the load or it allows the virus to produce more and, and to run amok in your mouth and, and in your system and cause this infection and all the signs and symptoms that come with it. And so that level of inflammation really is something that you should be concerned about. So you asked, you know, you had the first infection of the EBV virus. I think you said it was two years ago. And now your gums are bleeding, even though you're doing, trying to do all the right things. So the only thing you didn't say in your question was, have you seen a dentist recently? I would go see a dentist. I would see a periodontist. I would make sure that they know that you have EBV, that you had mononucleosis, that you have the virus. You'll carry this for life now. And every time you get run down, this virus will show itself. The oral microbiome, the environment in the mouth that is trying to protect you all day long and all night long will not be able to do its job and will let this virus and other viruses and bacterium, strep throat is a good example, even yeast infections, candidiasis. These are all things, even the bug that causes ulcers is found in the mouth. And if it becomes very prevalent in the mouth or opportunistic, then it can cause problems lower down in the gut. So again, everything you can do to maintain your oral microbiome and keep it steady, that means using the right oral products, don't use a lot of over-counter toothpaste, don't use something with fluoride in it and surfactants and emulsifiers and other things that are trying to disinfect your mouth. I mean, these toothpaste manufacturers, they put all sorts of things in there, soap, pesticides, trying to disinfect the mouth. That's the wrong approach. Again, go to my website, askthedentist.com, and you'll see lots of information and recommendations on what products to use. Don't use mouthwash. Tape your mouth closed so that your mouth is moist at night and not dry if it happens to fall open, which typically does for most of us. These are all things you can do to bolster the oral microbiome. And in doing so, there will be less expression of this virus. So get some good periodontal help. See a periodontist. Make sure they know that you have this virus. And here's one last tip. It's going to be a little out there. If you're a practitioner, you're going to scratch your head, maybe. But I would recommend it. One thing that really suppresses the immune system are big peaks of insulin production and, you know, high glucose levels after a meal that has a lot of carbohydrates in it. And that in itself, that up and down and then the crashing afterwards, after you're snacking on foods that you know are not good for you, that suppresses your immune system and that will fire up the fire in your body. The fire is the inflammation. And so I recommend, and I recommend this to my patients, at least currently now, that you wear a continuous glucose monitor, CGM, while you're having the periodontal therapy. So that way, the dentist can know that you're eating the right diet so that their therapy for treating the gums and reducing the inflammation of the gums is working. In other words, if you get a nice deep cleaning, scale and root planing, maybe gum surgery, and then you go home, and then for the next six, seven weeks before you see the dentist again for the follow-up, are eating a diet that spikes your blood sugar levels, you're not taking care of the inflammation that is firing up the gum disease and the Epstein-Barr virus, whatever that's doing to you, and, and other things as well. These proteins in the virus, they upregulate cytokines and growth factors. You've heard the term with covid this cytokine response. That's what gum disease is. It's attacking itself. It's attacking, the immune system is overreacting and attacking 
the tissues in the mouth. And in doing so, you're killing off some of the tissue and you're getting gum recession and it could even lead to loss of the tooth. So this is something kind of new, you know, associating all these systemic infections, viral loads, bacterial infections to an oral manifestation or sourced from an oral infection itself. These are all things that tell us that these things are connected. And again, you should not be seeing a dentist that is practicing in a vacuum. In other words, is just looking at the mouth. It's connected. I mean, gum disease has been known to be a trigger for Hashimoto's disease. I mean, that's shocking, right? There are connections between IBD, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis in the mouth, arthritis, of course, Alzheimer's, heart disease. So again, great question. It brings up the big issue in oral care, and that is how does the oral microbiome and the oral health how does it affect and how does it get affected by what happens with systemic health? For example, an infection that you would get, a virus like the EBV virus. So again, great question. I think it brings up a lot of good points, what to look for. And the good news is that with good periodontal therapy, good diet, good sleep, reducing stress, and over time perhaps, and maybe some supplements, an antiviral kind of protocol when it comes to supplements that you can beat this and see neither bleeding gums or any signs or symptoms of the Epstein-Barr virus. So Mallory, great question. Thank you for asking that. It allowed me to talk about the oral systemic connection, which I talk a lot about and or maybe don't talk about enough. And I think it's important to realize that all these things are connected. It's all one system. And if we don't look at root causes, the big picture, we're going to miss something as a practitioner. So again, very intuitive question. Thank you for asking it. And I hope your therapy goes well. And again, definitely try a continuous glucose monitor. You'll learn a lot about yourself on what foods work well for you. And if you can keep your blood sugar levels, let's say after a meal, try and have a resting glucose level of, I'm mentioning this because a lot of people don't talk about numbers and it's easy to give out advice, but then if you don't tell the patient what to look for, it's not as helpful. So I experienced this with myself when I tried a CGM, and I really didn't know what to look for at first, and I had to do a lot of research. So when you wake up in the morning, don't eat breakfast, measure your blood, look at what the reading is on your phone. This device is plugged just underneath your arm muscle, and it's reading continuously, as the name implies, continuously reading your blood sugar levels. And it will tell you what your resting because you've been sleeping all night and you haven't eaten anything, what your normal kind of basal rate of glucose levels are in your blood. And it should be between high 80s to high 90s. And then when you eat a meal, make sure it doesn't go beyond 30 points beyond that. And if you spike more than that, then you are contributing to a lot of inflammation in your body. And you're just going to make whatever manifestation that the Epstein-Barr virus is putting out for you in your body, in your mouth, it's going to make that worse. It's also going to aggravate and make gum disease a lot worse, and it's going to impede any therapy that your dentist is trying to, to give you. So anyway, I think I've said enough. Again, thanks for the question. Oral systemic connection, man, that's what it's all about. Another great question. I love these questions. It just allows me to really nerd out. The exciting part for me as a dentist is the detective work, is making the connections. That's why I like to watch all these police shows and thrillers and where it's kind of a mystery and you're trying to figure out who done it, right? And this is the satisfaction that I get is trying to make these connections and really helping the patient see the big picture. Again, great question. So if you have a question like that, it can be anything. I mean, that was pretty obscure, right? But I loved it. And we can certainly talk about it. 
And let me just say that when you see the title of an episode and you don't think it applies to you, you know, if you have time, I would listen to it anyway, because a lot of things you may not be aware of that tie into what you may be experiencing with your oral care or oral health. So I would encourage you to try and listen to every question that I answer on this podcast, because you may find something that applies to you. I've a reader, a listener actually reached out to me and said, I really like your podcast, but I think your topic description of the episode may be too specific because a lot of people may miss out on what is sometimes a very generalized answer. So kudos to you. I think you're right. Just wanted to mention that. If you have a question, please ask it. I don't care what it is. If it's remotely related to dentistry, I'd be happy to see what it is and try and answer it for you. Go to speakpipe.com slash Ask the Dentist. And if you have any further questions, you just want some general knowledge, go to our website, askthedentist.com. It's been up and running for about 10 years. It's one of the largest oral health websites right now in the world, and we're trying to improve it and make it bigger, And but it will answer a lot of your questions. Go there first. I really encourage you to do that. And again, if you're looking for a dentist that kind of talks the way I do, that thinks the way I do, please go to, again, the website, go to askthedentist.com slash directory. And there we have a list of dentists that are functional dentists. They are looking at the big picture. They would be able to handle your Epstein-Barr virus infection that is aggravating your gum disease and maybe contributing to some oral leukoplakia, some hairy tongue issues or some malignancies of your oral mucosa, little lesions on your cheeks. I know it all sounds crazy, right? But that's the kind of dentist you want looking in your mouth. Hope that helps. Again, thanks for joining me for another episode of Ask the Dentist. There will be many others every week. I'm doing these and I'm very thankful that you're listening and I will continue answering these questions as long as you're listening. Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com directory and search or find a dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.